Mighty Morphin Teenage Mutant Ninja Power Rangers. What? Ninja Turtles? Power Rangers? We're talking about them. I'm Rhino. I'm Ken. And we are the Podcast Rangers. Turtle Power. Cowabunga, everybody, and welcome to the show. Again, I am Rhino. I'm Ken. Wow, you didn't have a Ninja Turtle catchphrase. That's fine. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about the Power Rangers and the Ninja Turtles. Uh, they they exist together within the same world. It has it has twice. happened twice. Yes, two different crossovers we've gotten. We're talking about them both. And Ken, you know what? What I feel like we should talk about everybody's favorite show from the '90s, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> the uh, the oh my gosh, what was it even called? It was like the Next Mutation, right? Yeah, Next Mutation on Fox Kids. This was a uh, you know po- Power Rangers uh, was in uh, the in space season had just started and. Uh, I bl- I feel like Fox Kids was solely supplied by shows from Saban Brands at this point, almost right, because it was uh, Power Rangers. There was the Ninja Turtles. I think Mystic Knights of Tirano was somewhere around here. I mean, Beetleborgs. So inevitably, the Power Rangers was basically used as a launching pad for uh, another Saban show. They had done this once before with Masked Rider, and then never really spoke about it on the show, and then. For some reason, they decided Ninja Turtles was a great idea to do with Power Rangers. Now, I I love Ninja Turtles. I love Ghostbusters. I love Ninja Turtles. I love Power Rangers. Now, uh, Ken, you are a massive Ninja Turtles fan, yeah? I yeah, I would say Ninja Turtles. So, like you, you always say like Ghostbusters was my Power Rangers before Power Rangers. Ninja Turtles was my Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers before. I could consider anything else. Is it your number one? You often buy Ninja Turtle stuff. I think I buy more. Recently, I bought more Power Rangers stuff just because like Hasbro's released so much of it and Ninja Turtles in like a weird place. But NECA is doing so much and they definitely have this past summer of just releasing really neat things. Um, so I've I've spent a substantial amount of money just this past six months on Ninja Turtle stuff for sure. Just to get um, that uh, secret of the ooze shredder. I got that was the easiest one. Um, the talk and razor was also easy, but uh, the coming out of their shells tour thing was the hardest thing to get, and they are so ugly. It's amazing. <laughs> I have to ask you, okay, while we're talking about it, uh, you know, teenage mutant ninja, teenage mutant ninja turtles. The next is it called teenage mutant ninja turtles? The next mutation or just I ninja turtles? Just ninja the next turtles. Mutation. Next mutation. Yeah, I think so, too. I thought I think they cut that off. Sorry, I closed my page by accident right before we started on all that information. But what's your where do you stand on their design of the Ninja Turtles in this? And this is also for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Ninja Turtles, the next mutation. This involved uh, the the Rangers, the Turtles finding out they had basically a sister. Uh, There was a a fifth turtle. They're also kind of attracted to her. It's weird. Um, Yeah. Like, right? Uh, I, 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 yeah. You're like, why is this? What's this vibe so, going on here? So the idea for the the fourth Turtles movie uh, had been thrown around for a long time between Kevin Eastman and, and Peter Laird, the creators of Turtles. Um, and like they had their falling out and whatnot. But there's designs for what this fourth Ninja Turtles movie would have been. And the concept was always that they were going to bring in a, uh, uh, another turtle. Like I keep saying fourth turtle. I mean, the fifth turtle. Um, so, and it was going to be Kirby cause they're, they love Jack Kirby, uh, the illustrator. Um, so they were going to bring in this fifth turtle and that idea never came to fruition because the third movie just tanked. Right. Um, but when they started rolling the ball forward on the next mutation stuff, they definitely wanted to do uh, a fifth turtle and obviously wanting to tap into like, you know, like marketing towards young girls as well. The Power Rangers thing was popular, so they needed to cover all their bases. So that's why they brought in Venus. Um, I don't like their designs overall. There's aspects of them that I do like. I think they they translate really well to illustration. Um, and they had a lot of like really good key art that you could see on the original like Ninja Turtles website uh, and packaging design for the toys of like... Um, 
I think their in-house like turtle illustrators did a lot of the drawings. Um, it might have been Dooney. I'm not sure. Um, but they, they look neat. Like the shell designs are cool. Uh, the front and the back. And I like the wraps that are around like their legs and their arms. But I mm-hmm. hate their bandana designs. Well, it's interesting, too, because they all every turtle has a very distinct, different bandana. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder how much of that comes from like when you were younger. Um, one of the reasons why they the turtles are all different colors, like aside from the bandanas, um, like that was a, a toy and cartoon thing. Like the marketing department was like, we need to make it so they're they're different enough. Um, but they also change like the skin tone colors. Right. So it wasn't like parents being like, well, I'm not going to buy you the same thing four times. Um, I wonder if this is even going a step further to be like, we have to make them so drastically different that you can tell them apart. Um, I don't know. It's, and, and they, they brought some of that stuff into the, the reboot movies, like the platinum dunes ones. Um, and I, I like, it was fine in that, like Raphael's I thought was fine with like the, um, like it's like a full head bandana sort of thing. Um, in the, the show, Raphael's is the only one I like. All the other ones are kind of weird. Like I was out of turtles at that point, And the, I, I tried to watch next mutation to be like, well, is this interesting? And I, I did not like it at all then. And going back to it, it's still bad. <laughs> I think the hard part about it, um, you know, and the reason why we're talking about this too, is obviously because we're going to talk about the power Rangers in space Ninja turtle crossover episode, uh, shell shock. And, um, it's it's be- their voices to me in the shell shocked episode are not it, it's hard because I feel like if you're somebody of our age of our generation, you really do associate the voices of the Ninja Turtles with either the voices from the movie or the voices from the animated show or like kind of an, an amalgamation of the both. Mm-hmm. But in this, they're not they're not distinctly their voices aren't very distinct there. It's not like clearly that's Raphael's voice. Clearly that's Leonardo's voice. And actually I have the biggest problem with Leonardo's voice in the crossover because it is very like not serious. And Leonardo is supposed to be like serious. Raphael is like upset and aggressive. Donnie's supposed to be kind of nerdy and Michelangelo is supposed to be like the young kid or whatever. But I, I do have the, um, the uh, summary of the show that I am just going to, I'm going to read here because it it, it is pretty interesting. So, no, so uh, the series was touted uh, and in some of the promotional material as a continuation of the 1987 TV series, but the series instead loosely followed the continuity of the 1990s live action film trilogy like you were talking about. The Turtles lived in the same abandoned train station featured in the second and third films. Shredder's face is clawed as it was in the original film and Splinter's ear is slashed as it was in the original film. However, the films in the series display different styles. Shredder is alive and no longer Super Shredder and April and Casey Jones are absent and in a departure from other uh, TMNT continuities, Leonardo states in the second episode that the turtles are not blood related while other media explicitly presents the turtles as biological siblings. Um, Other notable differences uh, were in their weapons. Leonardo carries one double bladed uh, Ninjato instead of two Katanas. Donatello has a metal staff instead of the wooden bow staff. Raphael's twin size could combine to make a staff. And Michelangelo's signature weapon was a pair of Tompfa. His weapon of choice in other media being nunchucks are outlawed in several places. So that probably had a lot to do with like toy stuff, I guess. But but this does say the series was partly based on a never released fourth film in the franchise, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, 4, The New Mutation. The the thing with Michelangelo's weapon also was in the cartoon. There was a point in the cartoon series where he was using the grappling hook thing, and that was only what he used instead of the nunchuck. Because similar to like the the it being outlawed, like they just didn't want to animate it because they would have to cut it at those scenes. So that's one of the reasons why they changed that. Oh, interesting. Um, I, I mean, have you watched any of the show aside from just this episode? Uh, you know, it's weird because this turtles is, I don't even think that's something I would ever have considered myself having grown out of. Uh, so I remember thinking like, oh yeah, Ninja Turtles, obviously I'll enjoy this. And I think it's cool that they're going to be live action, but it was just like the show seemed to be done by people that didn't get it, that didn't get 
why we like the Ninja Turtles or what it is about the Ninja Turtles. And mm-hmm. it really gives me a bad taste in my mouth actually, when I think about Ninja Turtles in general. And that's the, like, more so than the two reboot movies. Because even then, I was like, these are just bad movies. But at yeah, least... Those are bad movies, but the second one, you can clearly tell, like, they researched more and were like, okay, these are important things from the cartoon, like, let's incorporate them. So, like, that's... Well, yeah, and and the second one leaned into that that, that sort of franchise. It was like, okay, well, we're going to lean into the cartoon, so we're getting Bebop, Rocksteady, we're going to bring in Baxter, you know, we're going to, like, all this stuff, because... I, the the previous movies didn't really even lean into that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. they were also kind of it was like happening darker. congruently though, wasn't it? And the yeah. movies were technically supposed to be the darker version of it, but but to not have comics. April or Casey Jones or at least April seems like a very questionable choice to me. Yeah, I mean, so like I watched a little bit of it when it aired, and then when the DVDs came out, I think I tried again, and I. I was just like, nope, that's one of those like DVD sets where you purchase it and you make it like two or three episodes in and you're just like, I regret every part of this and just leave it on a shelf. Um, it's like, I I will say um, I never bought the toys when they came out, but recently like going back through being like, I want, I generally will at least get a Leonardo from any wave that I am interested in. So when the the Jim Henson ones were coming out, I was like, well, I at least want the Leonardo. But I ended up buying all of them. Um, I got a next mutation Leonardo because his design is decent, I think, for what it is. Um, And I think it's just like a weird piece of uh, nostalgia strictly for this episode. Because I remember I actively watched this episode uh, for the crossover because I could not believe they were doing it. I was like these two things that I liked a lot when I was very, very young. And then even now. Uh, knowing that they were crossing over is was interesting. So, well, let's talk about the crossover. So the the yeah. crossover happened, you know, early on in the. It's the fourth episode of Power Rangers in Space called Shell Shocked, and the uh, description is basically: Astronomer uses her powers to make the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles evil and has them con the Rangers into letting them on the mega ship so that they can take it over for her. Now, you knew the turtles were going to be in this episode because in the episode just before this, the third episode, Save Our Ship, it ends with Astronema talking about what to do next. And she's basically like aim the mega lasers or I forget what they're called at uh, New York City or whatever, because she's got a big tortoise for some reason on her ship. I It was so weird, but um, you were like, oh, OK. And the thing is, neither of the two of them believe they can believe that they're real. Um, yeah. When they first meet, also like the well, turtles are TJ. able to TJ handle all this like, energy. He's the only one who's like fully on board. He's like, "Oh, this is great!" And then, yeah. Oh, and Andros. Rangers. What? Well, I like it because I I like when they first meet because Andros is still very much standoffish with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very it's very much like he doesn't immediately fall in with the rest of them, and so they think like maybe that's part of it. Like you you know, and maybe you as the audience think that too, where you're like, oh, we still aren't used to working with the team. I mean, you as the audience know they're evil, so it's not like that. But you know, he's still very like not into that team mentality just yet. Um, what's interesting too is I forgot this was the episode where they get the galaxy gliders for the first time. Uh, mm. No, they're not. They're not called galaxy gliders. That's from Lost Galaxy. The, no it is the they are galaxy gliders yeah. i'm sorry they are galaxy gliders they're called jet jammers in lost galaxy Whew. that was weird um because it's galaxy glider hang 10 that's what they say but uh which is weird because at the end of the episode the turtles are like there's one thing i want to do and i was like how do they know about this but i guess the rangers tell them when they're giving them a tour of their spaceship but these are um, these things we haven't used yet the the weirdest thing about this episode for me is how like astronomer knows who they are, but even the Power Rangers don't really know that they're real. Well, especially like if Andros doesn't know like from what they are, right? Because like he's standoffish, like, and you would assume he wouldn't know because he's not from Earth, but astronomer knows just because. Like, it's odd. It's um, it's a very shoehorned. Uh, episode i mean i appreciate it because pretty much almost all of that footage in this episode is 100 percent you know mm-hmm. american made footage as opposed to i mean there's some of the some of the sentai footage used when they escape in the shuttle and some of that stuff but uh it's just like there's the plan never really like yes astronomer gets on the ship but it's like 
it's it's so inconsequential because basically they just the only reason she doesn't win is because they accidentally fly through this like storm the space mm-hmm. storm or whatever it was and and that turns them around and changes so it's it's not even like the turtles yes they fight with the power rangers for a little bit but it's not even like i don't know well it's i mean like that's any crossover that you have to have right like you have to have that thing where they fight for a little bit even avengers like the the movie like they they fight for a little bit and then they're friends so anytime you have a a crossover of any kind like that they have to have some sort of tussle right it even happens in the comic um so that it's just cliched at this point the episode for me is just it's not good it's not it's every every line like i already said the turtles uh voices don't really fit who they are i feel like as turtles or as we know them as turtles and it's very um like it's 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 not even like oh this is fun these are the ninja turtles like you know they make one comment about pizza at one point that's about it um but there's no it just felt very forced. It was never, and there was like the dialogue's not great. Um, mm. I mean, it's super campy, which is fine because some of the, I do like some of the camp from in space, especially like astronomer. Um, cause she's amazing, but it, it just, uh, it doesn't think, do it for me. No, I think you're right. My notes for one of those things, like to just echo that is like, initially it's Raphael that's out of character, but then I'm like, I get that they're possessed to a certain extent, but none of them act normal aside from them, yeah, right? So it it just seems weird. Um I'd argue the only one that even does act a little bit normal is Venus because we don't even really know her character really at that point because it's still, you know, the other show right. is barely on if even on yet, I can't remember, but um and she does that thing where she's able to like, you know, she does the she puts his, her arms on the shoulder to calm him down and you're like, okay, well, she's using her like power, her Ninja Turtle power or something like that. But that's it. Cause the rest is like, Leo is never very distinctly like Leonardo. I'm the leader. I'm the, cause it, I feel like it's a missed opportunity because I, I either Raphael could have easily paired up with Andros because they're all, they're both kind of grumpy mm-hmm. or it could have been Leonardo with him as like being a very like leaderish person or Leonardo and TJ would have been great too, because TJ was the leader in turbo and, Blue. Oh. um, yeah, they're both blue. Well, they're both um, blue, and he was the leader before, so that's why I was like, it would have worked great there too. And there would have been, you know, there would have been more fun. I, th- I think there would, there could have been more, a little bit more fun put into it. But I will say, uh, watching the episode, I was like, man, the the in space season had such great sets. Yeah, I, I mean, and I have like the fight scene at the end is fine. Like, I, I think the choreography is decent. Um, yeah, when they're fighting together. Do the do the turtles remind you of the dinosaurs TV show at all? I mean, other than I, they were probably made by the Jim Henson company. I don't. I don't think they. I, were I don't even know for... if these ones were. I know. I think the the movie ones were. I know that, but I don't well, know the about first these two ones. ones were. The third one wasn't. Well, dino. I mean, the dinosaur show was. Yeah, but um, I just, I just, at some point, Michelangelo's gonna say he's not the mama. Uh, he's the grown-up baby from Dinosaurs. Yeah. I, so, how I feel about this version of the comic book, I feel like it is completely vindicated, uh, or, um, everything I had, everything I felt was wrong with this episode, I feel like was completely right in the comic book. The comic book does it so much better than this Mm. episode did. So let's, let's talk about the comic book a little bit. Okay. Um, Again, this is not the first time that the Power Rangers have done a crossover since they've been going with Boom Studios. The first time this happened, it was really kind of really early on. They did a one off, which was the it wasn't one off, but it was a short series like this um, where it was the Power Rangers versus the Justice League. And that to me was kind of like, I don't know. I, I just wasn't into that. It didn't. It like it, it was funny and it was cool to kind of see them together. But you're like, eh, I don't they don't really fit together. They're not of the same universe and they were not in the same universe in their crossover. However, mm-hmm. in this crossover, they are in the same universe. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, it, 
Well, it basically was saying, yeah, so that episode of In Space is true because we've already acknowledged that they exist within the same universe. And um, they talk about that in the comic book because the difference being is that the Power Rangers have secret identities, but the world knows who they are. But the Ninja Turtles are ninjas, so nobody knows who they are. You know, nobody, Mm -hmm. that whole idea being that, you you know, they they came and went or whatever. But um, but but I love that, like, the Turtles were fans of or at least Donatello was a big fan of the power rangers um and we can just we can talk about the like what the whole thing is that brings them all together and everything but i have to say i actually really enjoyed reading this um i didn't i wasn't sure how i would feel but it was a lot of fun it's yeah it's um it's definitely a lighter tone in general especially like we just came off like reading shattered grid i think was our last like thing that we read both you and I, not like read to each other, but um, that, that'll mostly before repeat. bedtime. Um, no, you read this one. Uh, so it it was much more fun to go through this, uh, and especially me being like a nerd about the Ninja Turtle stuff. I was like, this is great, but um, I mean, like there are issues that I have with it, but it's so minute in comparison to some of the other things that we've discussed. Um, well, it, it, what I what I really enjoyed about it is that it was it was so ex- the ninja turtles part of the story was so accessible that i didn't have to know a ton about ninja turtles but i like that it really was like okay well this is the ninja turtles basically in the version of the cartoon show that we all know and love mm-hmm. so it's it's going to be those characters are going to make an appearance here and there and there'll be some fun like little bit of deeper cuts in there um you know along the way but if you don't if you haven't followed it and however so long you're not completely lost you know and it also it didn't feel to me like it overly explained anything either which i enjoyed because i was worried it was just going to really be a lot of since this is told from the power rangers perspective really i was worried it was going to be a lot of explanation of the ninja turtles and it it really wasn't no i think one of the reasons why it's so accessible for the turtle stuff because like i feel like most people have some sort of like general knowledge of what they are like, because if you think about it, like there has been a similar to like how there's been a Power Ranger season on TV since, you know, first season, like it's been pretty consistent. So everyone has like some sort of like knowledge of Power Rangers. Turtles is similar, like there's a Turtles series or movie or something for pretty much every generation there has not been a huge gap in between for like most of the time it's been around. Um, so in the comic, they actually take stuff from various series. So it's, it's ambiguous as to which version of the turtles it is. So like they have things like the technodrome, they have things like, um, you know, dimension X and, and, but like some of the designs for like Karai and the foot soldier, it's from the 2003 cartoon, like specifically, so it's it's real interesting that they kind of like just covered all their bases and just I, th- I thought the the turtles themselves reminded me of the 2003 version, too, because they kind of they they resemble the ones like that didn't really have the eyes. They were just the white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you. but but at the same time, they look bigger. I don't know than that, because yeah. I always felt like the turtles in the 2003 one looked kind of scrawny and smaller. And these these ones are like some sort of cross because they're they kind of they're a little beefy in this. The 2003 one, they're like chunkier and bigger, like they're taller than everybody. I think the 2012 ones are scrawny. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Like the CGI ones for Nickelodeon were scrawny. Um, But anyway, do we want to jump into kind of like issue by issue or what do you want to do? Um, Yeah, we could we can do issue by issue. I mean, I don't want to talk about that extensively because I don't really want to completely ruin the reading experience. But I do feel like people should know we are going to talk about it like beginning to end so even though it won't be like exhaustingly extensive it will have spoilers in here because i feel like it is important that we talk about how it ends Mm -hmm. um so if you do want to like stop and read this and then come back to this now would be that time all right so you have been warned okay so let's talk about issue one okay um i do i i okay i i I have to say right away that i really enjoy the art of yes, this. for the most part. Every now and then there's a panel where I'm confused about what's happening, but but it really pulls you in right away, I feel like. Yeah, I, I like the setup of like the first few pages of each of the issues is like this kind of like pa- almost like a panning shot 
of some sort of like thing that's like action that's happened. So we start with like just seeing everybody's weapons. So you see Power Ranger weapons, you see turtle weapons, like and they're in locations that you recognize. Yeah, so like, like the juice bar, the moon yeah. palace. Um, or like things are broken, like Donatello's bow staff is broken, so you know something's like happened, but um I think the only hiccup I have with the art is like sometimes the angles on like the Power Ranger helmets are weird. Like they look like stretched or like the tops of their heads look almost like alien. Like, you know, like the grays You have giant bulbous heads and then very tiny like chins. There's like certain panels where the Power Ranger helmets get like that. But I think overall, like they're really good. Um, the turtles, I, I do like their different bandana designs because similar to Next Mutation, they all have some sort of variation on their actual bandanas. Yeah. Um, it's not as extreme as it is in next mutation, no. but it, they definitely have their own kind of like each one of them has a little bit of their personality that shines through. Um, I, I enjoy what it is that brings them together too. Right. Cause it's, it's basically that um, the, it starts from the power Rangers perspective and, it kind of cuts back and forth between the two and it's like the power Rangers fighting a monster. And then it's the Ninja turtles fighting the foot. And um, what's kind of interesting is I never, I mean, I know they're called teenage mutant Ninja turtles and I know the power Rangers are teenagers. I never thought about it, that they are like essentially two different beings and in, in the similar walk of life at the same time, you know, that they're both like kind of, and they're also doing the best they can to like save their city. And that I, I, there was a lot of parallels that I was like, I think about Ninja Turtles in terms of being like, yeah, superheroes that fight people and then whatever. But this one, I was really like, they are very similar. Um, But then I love that it was like, you know, the way in with that, with the turtles and they're fighting the foot. And then they're like, Oh, this other guy is like, Oh, this crap guy that like beats the, beats the crap out of uh, Raphael. Right. Or, Mm -hmm. Or loses yeah, well, to mean, Raphael or something. That's consistent with every iteration. Raphael always gets his butt kicked. Because he's too headstrong, Raphael. Come on. You're all about the glory. You don't want to put the work in. You got to put the work in. Um, Not that he's lazy because he's like, you know. But I, I liked the art because it was like, oh, these are clearly them. But I didn't know it was Tommy. So I wasn't like immediately like, oh, yeah, that's Tommy. And then they're like, they reveal that the foot soldier that he loses to is Tommy, which I thought was interesting. And you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But I also, I have to say is that right away, this, this feels like this takes place within continuity of the power Rangers comic book, which is nice. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that aspect of it, that it could exist kind of in maybe in between the, um, between Gogo and Mighty Morphin or something like that. But it was like they make references to events that have occurred in the Power Rangers coming, you know, offhandedly and kind of as a joke. So you're like, oh, it doesn't it's not strictly to that. But they make the joke about Tommy fighting an evil version of himself in another dimension, you know, and then you're yeah. like, wait a minute, another dimension. The turtles have that issue, too. Yeah. And then there's something about like they I mean, they what is it they mention like. um, Never mind. I think it's another issue continue no uh, that's what i was gonna say i i just really like that i like that it was like i also enjoy that the reason why tommy is there is he's trying to help somebody um well, you, from his past life before he was adopted right eventually you is that issue like you is that issue that too? Out in the first one so like you're under the impression that like something's wrong with tommy in this one so you could be led to believe like he's under someone's control again or maybe he was evil again you don't yeah it's weird too though they don't call him tommy oliver at one point she calls him tommy something and but then shredder knows his name is tommy oliver right because that's the big reveal you know the foot is working for shredder at the end and there and he in that shredder's plan is to have tommy like on this team yeah, he wants a power like the Green Ranger specifically under his control. So like similar to the the turtles being aware of who the Power Rangers are, Shredder is aware of who the Power Rangers are as well and wants the Green Ranger. Well, yeah, I don't even know if he's aware of who they all are or just the one or something. Tommy Marshall, that's what they call him. Um, I also skipped a whole part here. Is that like they Tommy said he had to go and none of them have thought anything of it. So it's Kimberly who's mad because he hasn't been communicating with her. And then um, 
you know, she goes to Zordon and they're like, we don't know where he is. And she's like, what do you mean? You don't know where he is. I, and that's something that was interesting too, because I just assumed they'd be able to find anybody at all times. And so they, they can't find him until he morphs. That's yeah, that's interesting. Um, so basically Tommy ends up, uh, having to morph right when he's trying to steal this like device for the foot and, that's when Zoran's like, oh, found him, go. And they teleport to New York. And then I, I like the exchange between the turtles and the, the Power Rangers, especially yeah. Donatello. I think Donatello was my favorite character in this. Yeah, I think like he's he's very much a fan and he's trying to ha- like ask questions while he's also defending or fighting them. Um, so I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Issue two. So they're fighting. They realize, like, why are we fighting? I feel like we're being stupid. Zordon's like, okay, you can tell the Power Rangers. Uh, you know, you can tell the Turtles who you are, Power Rangers. That like, seems like right. a weird thing to immediately go to, to just be like, just tell them who you are. Yeah, like, like they could have kept their helmets on for yeah. however long, right? You know, Turtles keep their masks on. Yeah, well, <laughs> we wouldn't. We And thank God they do, because otherwise we'd be able to identify them in a lineup. Um what I like is, uh, you know, so the second issue we see April and I'm like, okay, April's in this story. That's good. Um, you know, the turtles realize like, it, I don't even remember what, why they like end up stop fighting. It's, I think it's just cause they keep talking to each other. And finally they're like, Oh, wait a minute. We've been played. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I feel like the turtle or the Rangers knew something was kind of up with Tommy being off the grid. And, uh, <laughs> um, but, the turtles like just kind of discussing and being like, yo, your friend was up to some stuff and he was working with a foot and the pot rangers are kind of like, Oh wait, what? So it's, I think it's, I'm glad that they got the fighting stuff out of the way within the first issue. So you can actually get that team up for the rest of the, the arc. Um, and this is also kind of like where you find out that Tommy is undercover. Um, in the foot clan, like he's like, uh, inducted himself into the foot clan, similar to like Ninja Turtles too, where like Raphael gets Kino in the foot clan or he tries to. Yeah. That's, that's Um, actually what I thought of. Yeah. Um, and so it's like his friend from his childhood friend who's like, was up to some bad stuff and he's kind of like been inducted into the foot clan as well. So, uh, so we're learning that Tommy's from New York. Did we know that before? I don't think so, but I also, I mean, like, he talks about, like, moving a lot, so, like, maybe it's one of those things, like, he might be, like, a military brat kid, you don't know, like. Well, I, I don't, he doesn't have parents, so I don't know that he was a military brat, or he was just being shipped around from foster home to foster home. Yeah, because he says it in this, he was adopted. Mm. Um, So, I, I, that, that was a, that was a storyline in Zio. Um, when they're like looking for the crystals, I think the big deal was, is he found the, like he had a brother. Um, oh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so he's, um, that's, the, I, I thought that storyline was cool because I like that, that it reached back. I, I, that's what I enjoy about the comics is when they acknowledge kind of like, oh, they had friends before, you know, like how do they deal with that stuff of their life before? So I do like that Tommy is kind of going back and is like, I'm here to help you. And he's like, dude, I don't need your help. I'm not here like and that, um, you know, that that ends up being the thing that gets the other guy into the foot, you know, uh, is that he turns Tommy into Shredder, basically turns him over to Shredder, not into Shredder. I don't want people to think Tommy becomes Shredder. Yeah. Well, I mean, like that was the art that we were seeing coming out of this stuff, like before the issues were launching. Like we saw the I think we saw the um, Shredder Green Ranger helmet thing before the issues were coming out. And we were like, what is happening? Um, because this is where yeah. Shredder steals the Dragon Zord, like the power, and then he morphs into this kind of like sh- Shredder Ranger. Well, and that that you know that and that's the hook for the next episode is that he he's he knows like he's like okay I've stolen this coin, but also what's kind of interesting about that is like Rita can tell when the coin is being shifted. Um, 
because that's how she kind of gets pulled into it is that she realizes that there's been she says i I felt a shift in the morphing grid as if a door was suddenly smashed open power is changing um the universe is in flux which i wonder just specifically that one because she is responsible for like that has part of her power in its creation maybe yeah Um, um and i honestly i don't have a problem with shredder using it i mean it's not it's not like explicitly stated how he's able to use it i think you know they kind of hint at it being like some information he's received from dimension x basically Mm -hmm. um and with the help of like some baxter probably krang or the krang um well if the if the technodrome is there why wasn't krang in it well i mean i think that's probably one of those things that they would probably like well we'll allude to because of how it ends. Um, what do you think of the shredder design as the green thing? I, I, I mean, I like it. I think it's a cool, I, I'm kind of, sometimes I'm exhausted with how often they keep changing the mighty Morphin suits instead of just like making a new suit or something like that. I, 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 I don't, I don't keep needing these like variations in the comic books of the original suits. Like just make up a new suit or something. But even then it's like, well, they keep making up new suits and I'm just like, can we just tell a story with the same suits and not have to every everything to be changing all the time? Um, but with that said, I I don't mind it. Although I didn't realize that his arms are bare. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I thought that was just coloring, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, that's odd." But then I'm like, "Well, it's Shredder, so of course." Like you remember the first toy that came out, he just didn't have a shirt on. So it's I I like it. Um, I like that it's he's putting some of himself into it, which I don't feel like we, I've never considered the idea that like the, the suits would be affected by the person using the morpher. Well, they're Um, not really. That's the thing. That's, that's why it's interesting is so there's something special with how he did this because it's, um, because the original green ranger that wasn't Tommy also looked like Tommy suit. It was, it looked exactly like Tommy suit. It was just like, it was a girl, I think, you know, and so that's where I'm like, Tommy's not the first person to morph into the Green Ranger suit. So it's weird that this changed for him. But I'm not one of those people who's like, why did it not change for Tommy? But it changed for Shredder. Right. Um, but then also think like, OK, well, we had the Wild Rest Rangers. So who in the morphing grid was like, you know what they need? Fringe. Yeah. And tassels. So it's it is one of those things. I guess you're right. It does kind of change based on the user. Maybe maybe the intent. Maybe how it was used. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Not I something would, like, to get hung up on. I don't think. Like it looks different enough that I could accept buying another Green Ranger figure for something like that. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like how the that issue ends, and then we get into issue three, which, uh, like similarly to the the. Power Rangers and the Turtles fighting, like they allude to this idea that Shredder and Rita are going to fight, but then they end up just teaming up like immediately in the yeah. third issue, which I think is really great. Like, again, just not wasting time with like these long drawn out things to kind of get to business. This is like, I guess, running theme with this small mini series is it just goes. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's a really good, um, like a really good point you've made. That it is, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't get hung up on anything. It just keeps moving, mm-hmm. and it's not, and in like, the be- in the best way too. It's stuff. not even yeah. like, oh, it's going too fast. It's just like, okay, I, it's yeah, like what you said. You don't want the villains to just keep fighting. You don't want everyone to just keep fighting and be like, okay, and now they're going to come together, and that was the whole plot. And you're like, right. okay, well, they already came together. Drama for drama's sake is not necessary in something like this. Like when you when you advertise you have this sort of team up, it's like, all right, treat your audience like they know what's happening. You don't need to waste a lot of time like with backstory for everybody. Like you're either going to get Turtle fans or Power Ranger fans or, you know, they'll have some general idea. But also you don't need to have like time wasted on stuff that is going to be inconsequential. And, wow. and, and what's nice about it is this issue kind of puts a twist on that, too, because it gives us that team up that normally like sometimes in some stories doesn't happen till the end. And you're like, oh, OK, now they're going to fight together. And it's so when the Rangers morph and the turtles morph, they kind of fall into a trap, you know? Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, did you notice anything about the splinter conversation? No. So his origin story 
when oh yeah okay the the were you a human that was turned into a rat or a rat that was turned into a human and he said yes exactly and and that's what yeah and i wondered i was like is that new or i thought i i then i was like do i not know what splinter is (laughs) like well so like in the original cartoon it was he was a person who was turned into a rat right and then in the comics is it the comic in the i know in the movie he was in the movie he's the rat that becomes a person yeah Yeah. um and i think that's how it is in the comics as well um i haven't read the original comics in so so long but um in the newer idw comics he's like them and him and the turtles are like reincarnated kind of like things from you know feudal japan sort of thing so it's like that's like kind of like all over the place so i do similarly to like them bringing in stuff from like different versions of the turtles they're just echoing that again with how they handle splinter and they're just not shying away from it i I really like that i i like the time the turtles have with each other in the lair with the rangers in the lair too and Mm -hmm. um because i love that he is like oh is this a is this a because like I love when Donatello's trying to be like cool and show off to Billy, and he's like, "Oh, I built this. Uh, I built this robot turtle. It's pretty cool." Yeah, and no he's just like, "Hmm, yeah," and he just keeps being like, "Yeah, yeah, no, whatever. It's nothing. No big deal." And I, I like their, I like how they speak back and forth, and he's just trying it's, to play it it's really weird cool. for Billy to come off as like the person that someone is trying to be cool to. Like for so long in like the com, not the comics, but like the TV show, like Billy is always like trying to be something else or like try to fit in more and to have a situation where someone's like, Billy's so great. Like, I just want to impress him is it's really cute. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. It's what it's actually like. That's why I like I'd like to see a buddy cop story with the two of them or something mm-hmm. like that. Um. It's also uh, I enjoyed when like Bebop and Rocksteady meet Squat and Babu as well. I think oh, that's yeah. a fun, a fun scene when they're like the henchmen and like Goldar's in there. Goldar didn't really have much to do in this. No, which it's fine. Let let uh, we'll save him. Yeah. Um. But uh. So the Rangers, the Turtles, they team up and they get caught in the plan, and we find out that Shredder is able to basically take their powers away. He has developed this th- the same way he was able to strip Tommy when he morphed, is he was able to do something to the Rangers where they can't like remorph. Yeah, it disrupts their like ability to morph, so like their connection to the Morphin Grid. So it's it's not that the like morphers don't work it's just that like there is something causing it an an issue so there's like static Um, and it goes beyond that too because they can't get teleported out they can't do anything so it's just like they can't lock onto them so it's like keeping them out of like phase or something like that out of the morphin grid um Um, did you notice that kim swore it's kind of weird that i was like (laughs) no where uh when it happens i think she's talking to april or something um Play. Uh, she says pissed, oh. which I'm just like, huh? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah. She says, now I'm just pissed. I guess she doesn't really talk like that on the show. That's interesting. I didn't really pick up on that. Um, <laughs> I, well, I, let's. I, I, oh, what did you think of? Uh, so then we got introduced to another fella here, uh, one Mr. Casey Jones, right? Oh, that's actually the second page of my notes. Just I have one bullet point that just says Casey Jones with an exclamation point. Um, because as much of a fan of Turtles as I am, Casey Jones is probably my favorite Ninja Turtle character. Uh, I don't know why he's, I, I guess I just really like characters with hockey masks like Jason Voorhees and stuff, but, uh, it's, it's cool that they used him too, because similar to what you said about like the crossover within space, like you don't get April in that next mutation thing. You don't get Casey Jones and it's just kind of like lame when they don't utilize them. So I'm glad that they brought him for this. You think it's I also like both? that they're, they're both stepped into a fully formed reality mm-hmm. that, that it's like, not like, Oh, it's the young turtles or it's whatever. The power Rangers have been power Rangers for a hot second at this point. 
you know, they're still early on, but they're, they've got their, they've got their zords. They got their weapons. They got their, you know, they, they know how to fight together. And the turtles have like been around for a bit too, because they've got Casey, they've got the mecha. I forget what the metal Ninja turtle is called. Metal. Um, yeah, Metalhead and that sort of, and the lair and all, and they've got the relationship with April. So everything is like established in both things. So it's not like, oh, we're going to walk through this. And um, I also like, because I'm, it's surprising because usually when it's these really short um, runs, you don't get a lot of personality in it, but uh, most of the Rangers, I don't really think Trini gets too much personality mm-hmm. in the story, but the rest really like Zach really bonds with Michelangelo, the thing with Billy and Donatello. Um you know, Jason April. Yeah. I I feel like everybody kind of gets nice, nice character moments to shine Mm -hmm. um, that you really, you don't often even get in an episode of the show. So it's like, I mean, the episode is usually designed around one character. So it's, I think they did a really good job, like bouncing from character to character. Mm -hmm. I do like, Um, and then I, I love the, uh, the hang up at the end of this episode too, or issue. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, like, I like that they introduce, um, like all that stuff. And then that, that like cliffhanger you're talking about is handled so well. Cause it's, I think just like one splash page, like full page. And the angle is just really neat for like, it's a little bit funny, but like, so do we get to pick our colors? Like, of course it would be Michelangelo who says something stupid like that, but also like endearing and it. That's such a good tease for what's going to happen. Um, because they do realize it's like, okay, well, the Rangers can't morph like the morphers are still working. So let's use the next best thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and the second issue opens up and they are the fourth issue opens up and they've they're they're morphing right away. They don't not waste time. And let's talk about their suit design. Okay. I also so, think it's cool that like April morphs and she's just the pink Ranger. And it's just like, she's just in Kimberly's suit and um, it didn't change, which. Without the skirt, yeah. Um, so uh, Raphael's red, Leo's blue, Michelangelo's yellow, and then Dantel's black. So that's their... I really enjoy their helmet designs, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the suit design. Although I was thinking about it where I was like, why is there any gold incorporated into this? Because the the Rangers themselves, their suits don't have any gold on them. That's right. just Tommy's. But they all have the... T- well, they don't all have it, but some of them have the, well, it's they like do. Card. It's just missing on this panel on the Blue Ranger for some reason, but they have the armbands. Yeah. Like um, but then their shell is gold. Yeah. Soup design. I don't know. It's it's weird, but I don't dislike it. Like, I, I would want those on a shelf. Like, I've bought enough stupid Ninja Turtle stuff uh, that it seems fitting. Um, I, I, I like how the... Yeah, I like how the helmet. I just, I really like actually what it looks like for the shape of their head. Mm-hmm. It's like it's still clearly the their like the helmets of the the other Rangers, but it's just shift you know morphed a little bit to to be that for them. But it just it works really well. But then, you know, we got that cool moment where the Rangers are like, "Well, we're trained." Fi-. I I do really like the moment with Splinter and the Rangers where he says, "It's not your, it's not your powers that make you Power Rangers," you know. You are not rangers because of your morphers. You have your morphers because inside you are all rangers. And I was like, oh, thank God. Somebody finally really brings that up again. And then they make their own like ninja suits. But what's cool about their ninja suits, I noticed, is like, well, first of all, how on earth did Jason make the shirt that has the Tyrannosaurus coin on the center of it in that short amount of time? Was he like, guys, I need like 20 more minutes. I'll be all set. Is it like, and then, or do you think it's just like spray painted on? Like, because I imagine the turtles have like spray paint. Like well, the funny part is I have a shirt like this, so that's why I was like, oh, I wonder if he just did vinyl like me and just printed it on a cricket. I have in the hoodie form that we got at Ranger Stop. Yeah, except for his shirt is gray, and then the coin is gold and black. Um, okay. So it's, but then Billy's wearing a sweatshirt that has the diamonds on it. It's got the blue diamonds, and then um, what's really cool is if you really look at Kimberly, her sleeve is like how it is when she's in her pink comic book. Mm-hmm. So it's got like the black sleeve with like the <clears throat> with the symbol up by the shoulder. But I like it because it's all like it's very like a hodgepodge of like put together. But they're very clearly like, I don't know. It's a cool look. Yeah. Um, let's see. The 
we also get the um the putty actually you know why i sorry you know why i think it's an extra cool look i know this is random and weird but they're all wearing masks and this obviously this i was already into production before masks became a regular part of life but it's cool to be like there are the five power rangers wearing masks that cover their noses and mouths and like it's one of those where i was like ooh. We could like wear this as regular day wear right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it sorry. Seem odd that they would want to be ninjas, but they have like the white diamonds on the thing. Like that seems like it would be counterintuitive to what they're trying to do. But um, who who has white diamonds? Didn't you say that Billy has the diamonds on his? Billy's diamonds are dark, dark blue on a okay. dark gray sweatshirt. Yeah, they're all pretty much wearing dark colors, except for some reason Trini is the only one wearing a bright yellow long sleeve shirt. And then uh, Zach is also, or Zach, excuse me. Um, Jason is wearing a bright red jacket. Other than that, they're kind of wearing muted colors. Fantastic. Um, like you guys, you guys didn't get it. You, it's too, it's probably like Jason and Trini kissing too much again. Jeez. Yeah. Right. Slinners probably saw that. And he's like, no, oh, you're going to get yourself killed. <laughs> um, so the putty elite soldiers are a mix of foot soldiers, obviously in putties. Um, oh my God, we're not even by... there yet. We're not even at that part yet. What, what has happened? This no, the the ninja rangers are going on a rescue. Their van. They you didn't even talk about how the ninja rangers, the ninja power rangers, take the turtle van. Oh, well, I mean, that's I feel like oh. I I like that. Anyway, go ahead. You're right. They're going to rescue. The, we do not even meet them yet. They meet Baxter first, which is crazy because the Baxter's in his human form too, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yes, the, we we need to preface too. They're going to the Technodrome. Yes, which I don't know if you can drive like drive a van to the Technodrome because Technodrome's underground. Well, that's the other part. I was like, is there a tunnel to get there? How do how do people get in and out of there? Are they teleporting? Well, so when you like, if you play the old like Ninja Turtle like arcade game and stuff, like the you know the little tunneler thing with the drill on the front. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No. Okay, so first level of the Ninja Turtles arcade game, the one that's like the the second game or like that came out on NES and stuff. When they're in April's apartment that tunneler thing comes up from the ground, comes straight up with a drill on the front. And it's like a one to two person thing. That's what Bebop and Rocksteady come out of. Um, they use it in the cartoon all the time when they're trying to get from the Technodrome to anywhere in the like city. So yeah, they just tunnel around in that thing. Oh, but they don't have it here, but I don't know how the Rangers get down there with a van. Um, well, they get down there with the van and uh, the the turtle rangers. What are they taking care of? I completely forgot. The rest like a monster Tommy. or something, right? Oh, yeah. It's, what? No, no, no. The turtle rangers are fighting that oh, dog, oh. that cat monster. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Which I also really enjoyed. Um, I, I do like the weird one-off monsters that they've used in the series, like in general, because there's like the ones from the first part of the, the first issue and like this. Like, yeah, it was like an weird. octopus thing. Yeah, this like one's like a cat down. with fire or something. It looks really cool, though. I was like, oh, man, I wish something like this could have existed on the show. But there's no way. I mean, <laughs> that's the whole point of the comic. The fire is insane. Um, so the. But anyway, the, they get in, they break in, they find Tommy, right? Yeah. Uh, the Ranger Ninjas and, and Casey Jones. So Casey's with the, the kids like he's essentially <laughs> I like that Casey becomes like the de facto, like not leader, but like he's essentially telling them where they have to go and like how to infiltrate the stuff and like stuff about like the foot clan if need be. Um, but then we get, uh, like I have the monsters growing and it's bebop and rock steady. Like Rita grows bebop. And you rock. are skipping so much stuff. I'm getting oh my goodness. Oh my God. Hello. I feel like what's important part is that Raphael has a character story throughout this where he's very frustrated because the, his thing with the power Rangers is he like, Oh, they get all the fame and glory and they get nothing when they save everything. And, and then he has that moment where he saves the people with the, where, where the telephone pole is falling on them. And I always, I really like that moment for him because it was a moment where he got to be face to face and be the hero for them. Yeah. Um, even right. though they don't see who he, that he's a turtle or anything like that. But, um, I feel like also we didn't even talk about their weapons that they bring together to make this like power cannon. That's also like 
a modified version of the Rangers regular weapons. Like it's their weapons, but also like since Raphael's the, or since uh, good Lord, Michelangelo is the yellow Ranger. He's got power chucks. And then, uh, uh, Raphael has power size. I think that's cool. Anyway, back to the clan. So they, they've created the putty, the putty clan or whatever they're called, right? Putty elite soldiers. Yeah. And uh, they basically just want to murder anything that's in their way. So it includes the foot. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, I think, like Tommy's, again, trying to reason with um This is the only time in the art, like, I think I got confused because, like, they have Tommy and they have. What's the kid's name? Um, uh, I'm looking for it because it's like Tyler, I think, maybe. Tyler. Um, like I got the, them confused because there's like a point where they're like yelling back and forth, and that's when the the elite soldiers are attacking, but they're also attacking the Foot Clan. And I think Tyler's like controlling the Foot Soldier, like he's telling them to follow him and stuff. He's he's the head, yeah, he's the head of the, the um, clan at that moment. But you you get kind of this moment where like they're reconciling a little bit. Uh, so I thought that was decent. Um, and like that, the moment with the Tommy just being like, look, I didn't abandon you. Like stuff happens. Like I came back for you sort of thing. But yeah. And then you're right. There is the Rita makes bebop and rocksteady grow. I think that's just such a cool thing. Like we spend so much time about these random monsters that just get like, they grow at the end of every episode. Right. And like, that's, you know, the tried and true, like power ranger formula, but to have it be recognizable characters, because it's the same thing when like you get Goldar growing, like that was always a cool thing. Like whenever I could think about it, like the idea of a giant Goldar is terrifying. So the idea of giant Bebop and Rocksteady is also equally fun and interesting. Um, especially it's because cool because because they're in like New York City. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, this is going to be more populated than Angel Grove. But they're in Central Park and you're like, oh, they're right on the buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're two of the dumbest characters ever. Uh, and they're just like bombing around, like destroying stuff. So I thought that was really great. I think that's probably why it was my next note and not actually any of the other stuff. Well, and I, I like that they're, that it's that excitement where they're like, oh, when they're like, okay, we don't have a choice. And he's like, are we going to get to pilot? Like, it's a, it's a cute moment. Uh, but also I was like, nah, here it is. Blah. The things like, this is what it's going to be. They fight in the Megazord and it's kind of over. And that's not really what it is. No. Because um, they're not very good with the Megazord. <laughs> no, they're terrible. And what I like, I, I, I like that Shredder used the Dragonzord. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so they all fight and, uh, the Rangers end up having to grow metalhead, right? They use like the technology that Leo or that Donatello had made to miniaturize and grow stuff, I guess. And they use that. That's the only part where I was like, eh, how'd you make the cockpit? Well, like, yeah, I was like, why are they in the head? Like, where's that? Which, like, I think they also, do they make reference to the fact that Donatello was inside that body? when he was quote-unquote dead no oh okay that's weird i don't know anything about that and i don't remember reading that so okay assume they don't um but what i like is they kind of like they fight and then um you know there's that turn of events where they combine (laughs) well yeah um what is the like the giant metalhead is cool. The turtle Megazord. What do you think of the design of the turtle Megazord? Because I, I, I thought it could have looked too small. Yeah, <laughs> I also thought it could have looked cooler in general. Like there's a lot of the same colors, and I feel like if there's Power Ranger stuff involved, like I understand metalhead is like gray and yellow, but I don't know. Like there was very little that popped for that design. Yeah, it didn't it didn't really do anything for the Megazord. If anything, the Megazord doesn't look like it's as powerful with it looks like it's less powerful now. Mm-hmm. Like you've removed its front shield, given it a different shield, and now it has a shell on the back and a weird head. That's all you gave it. You know, it's like whatever. Okay. So it's just one of those weird things where I was like, ah, I don't know. If it maybe if the metal head had combined with the dragon sword, it would have been different. Um 
But I also like that that's not the end of the action. Like, even though the Megazord scene is like, all right, we're done. They're like, well, we still can't morph. You know, we can't. What do we do? Or or what are we going to do? They're still teamed up and everything. And so uh, they take the fight to the Moon Palace, which I thought was cool. Yeah. It's definitely like a gallivanting adventure for this entire issue uh, or this entire well, series. Um, well, what I really like too is that you kind of learn that Rita was planning this, right? Yep. That she kind of knew this series of events would go the way it does. And so she, once uh, Tommy gets his powers back and everything, she basically forces uh, Shredder to take her to whoever is the people helping him in Dimension X. So I, I was like, oh no. I was like, I need to know who this is. So I'm like, I'm really invested in this. Yeah, I'm, I, like I thought the, the, the fifth issue ends fairly abruptly. Like after the Megazord yes. stuff, like they barely or kind of like not entirely explain how the powers come back, which I was like, okay, like, yeah, I think I, that's... I, I thought that was a little rushed. That part, it's the same. It's it was rushed in the same way that uh, like Metalhead and the cockpit was rushed, where it just kind of happened to happen, and you're like, oh, okay. So you could have done this before then if you had just taken ten seconds and thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Tommy gets his powers back, and like Shredder's like, I I want to know what happens, and I'm I'm assuming that this has done well enough for them to do another crossover. Um. It is not uh, far-fetched for, like, IDW to let, and, like, Nickelodeon at this point, um, Ninja Turtles, like, be crossed over multiple times. Like, they've crossed over with Batman, like, three times at this point. Four, because they did an animated one as well. Um, And same with, like, Ghostbusters. Like, they've had, like, two or three Ghostbusters crossovers. So, I think if the sales are good for this, it would not surprise me if we get another one um, because I also think boom studios, like they did the, the justice league one. So um, yeah, they probably would, would see fit. And I, I think I'm interested in that because like, if they go to dimension X, like you think of the characters that normally inhabit there, like obviously like Krang, uh, you would have like the, the rock soldiers potentially like they could even do some of the Triceraton stuff if they decide to do that, which like, dinosaur power rangers fighting like giant uh triceratops things that'd be cool i it's just it seems like of all these kind of crossover things like i'm not really interested in the ghostbuster one that doesn't sound it sounds force you know batman nah doesn't sound force this one just seemed to really gel together pretty well and maybe it's because already they had established in the show like we spoke about earlier that the two kind of exist and the comic book is basically like yeah remember we told you they existed together so there's you don't really there's less suspension of disbelief that the two would find each other and even if it is just one of those things where they're like oh they went through a rift in a dimension i hate I sometimes hate that stuff but the, i like that it's it's saying that a lot of these elements that they do are present in both series that and it allows them to dig deeper uh, a little more fluidly back into both of these franchises kind of lore and story more because they can, they still are consistent with each other. Yeah. And I feel so like, like Rita going to dimension X to me is not Rita has her own little dimension. That doesn't, that's not out of the realm for me. You know, I was like, okay, I can see hundred percent why she went there, you know? And I was thinking like, I don't know. I'm, I'm who knows. It could be a third they could bring another property into it. That could be something else entirely. I like it just the two of them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I wouldn't mind seeing one more of these to see how it goes and where it went. Yeah, I think these the the Power Rangers and the Turtles like are much more fun together than I think like, you know, Justice League and Power Rangers like that. That seems like it has to have a little too much more serious aspect to it. Same with like Batman and Ninja Turtles. Like, yes, it's like fun, but it's not like this, I feel like it's like much more enjoyable. Um, I think and- it also because like the turtles in, in, yes, they're mutants and whatever. But other than that, they're, they're very similar in the aspect of like, they don't really have superpowers. And so they're, they're just kind of teenagers too. You know, it's, they're, they're both similar people that are trying to do the same thing, you know, f- regular, like teenagers trying to fight supernatural stuff. 
And so I think that that also kind of works on that level, too, where it's like it's something just kind of relatable where you're like, oh, I could see them being friends after this. And like one popping up here or there or something like that. I don't know. Like it, it just fits too, because, you know, the Power Rangers have had these kind of like people, it, uh, things like that throughout its history as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I definitely, I would highly recommend it. Did the, uh, the paperback, uh, collection of these is out, right? No. Uh, I think it's next week. No, it might be the last week of September. So by the time um, this is out, probably it will be out. Yeah. I would definitely recommend if you even are slightly interested in this, I think it's definitely worth reading. So I I, I would 100% say that you wouldn't be unhappy reading it. It's a nice quick read, um, but it's also fun. And it's not just like, oh, I just wasted my time. I think it's I think it's worth it. And the art's like generally pretty gorgeous. Like the morphing scenes, I think, are some of the more dynamic things that we've seen recently. Like, and that's the... The ranger ones and like the turtle morphing sequences, I think, look really great. Um, the way yeah, they play with, and like, I was kind of like, stuff. and there was stuff where I was like, oh, I want to, I, I need them to make a convention exclusive four pack of these turtles in their mm-hmm. Power Ranger suits. Or uh, I was like, there needs to be some more artwork where like they're more after like individual, you know, like little things, maybe like computer backgrounds. I don't know, stuff like that. Like I was kind of like, I'm, I'm into this a lot more than I thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. check it out let us know uh what you think about it you can get in touch with us on twitter um there's email it's all podcast rangers at gmail.com or on twitter it's podcast rangers as well um and let us know what you thought or ideas for future topics or anything like that so that is going to do it for this episode thank you ken for discussing this with me Hey, thanks for letting me talk about Ninja Turtles. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening, and we'll see you next time with another episode of Podcast Rangers.